So, Kev, you ready for the podcast? Yes, Matt. I'll be with you in 30 seconds. Order up. One all-day breakfast special, double egg, double sausage. Yes, mate. There you go. Eight quid. Two pound change. Mine, there you go, buddy. Be lucky. Have a good day. Um, Kev? Yes, Matt. Look, I promise I'll be with you in two minutes. Yeah, but you said only a minute ago you'd be with me in 30 seconds, and, and, and now... Yeah, just bear with me. It's a little manic this morning. Yes, love, what can I do for you? Bacon sandwich? Certainly. White bread or home meal? Oh, slice of each. <laughs> if you just want to take a seat, I'll let you know when it's ready. Kev, I don't want to be a nuisance, but have you set up a bus station breakfast cafe in my lounge? <laughs> That's absurd. Whatever gave you that idea? Well, it's just a nagging thought, but... It really feels like you've set up a bus station breakfast cafe in my lounge. That is absolutely ridiculous. Show me even a single shred of evidence that that might be the case. Well, you're currently frying bacon for that lady over there, and there seems to be a number of other customers waiting next to her. Completely preposterous. OK. What about the large number of fryers and grills, that microwave, and the toaster in front of the TV that definitely wasn't there this morning? They could be anyone's. All right. How about this rack of cutlery and assorted condiments? Never begin a podcast about sufficient quantities of mustard, Matt. How many times do I have to tell you? Yeah, but my lounge now has an entire seating area. And what lounges are for? Well, I was fine when it was just the sofas, but where do all of those dining chairs and tables come from? And why are all those hungry-looking people staring at me? And why is there a cash register on my coffee table? Utterly ludicrous. I've got absolutely no idea what you're even talking about. Breakfast burrito, order up. Yes, mate, breakfast burrito, five quid. Yeah, you too, mate. Have a good day. Right, that's it. I'm closing this place down. Everyone out. Everyone oh, out. Oh, goodbye. Bet my line gets oh. cut. Outrageous. I'm disappointed in you, Kev. Ah, uh, I had a good run for my money. To be honest, I'm just surprised you didn't notice all the fryers and grills and coffee machine when I was setting them up earlier. Well, the thing is, I'm still getting used to what equipment is actually needed for a podcast. But yeah, I was a bit surprised about the seating area, though. And the cafe sign hanging outside over my front door. Speaking of the podcast, if I press play, will you give me a hand putting all these deep fat fryers back in my car? Go on then. I'm keeping the bacon sandwich though. You're the worst vegetarian ever. Welcome to Cat Noir Season 2. Written and performed by Matt Sanders and Kevin Childers. This week's episode is totally gluten-free. I move through the city like a ghost, holding my form, holding my breath, holding back the years, holding out for a hero, holding in my feelings for another. But I guess although some people should really be together, sometimes we all need space. The air singes my throat with its heady mix of wet dog vegans and bone china. I'm always watching. It's 3.05am. Marbles. Act one. A knock at the door. Yes? Why, Mr. Filofax, this is most unexpected. I had to see you, Penelope. May I come in? Of course. Of course, Mr. Filofax. Please do. Thank you for accommodating me on such short notice, Penelope. 
I feel I should be frank, Mr. Filofax. I do have rather a few guests here today already. Oh, I see. Mr. Filofax may introduce Major Plumbert from the 5th Regiment Brigade Platoon. How do you do, Major? Damn near waited half an hour for a sherry. This wouldn't have been tolerated in the trenches. Oh, Major Plumbert, I would be surprised if you even had sherry in the trenches. Quite right, quite right. Never until after sundown. And, Mr. Filofax, this is Reverend Tweed. How do you do, Reverend? Yes, yes, yes. Reverend, I saw you open the village fate last week. Your speech was somewhat adequate. Oh, yes, yes. And next we have Agatha Kensington. Gracious me, you don't mean from the television films. Why, yes, that's me. Don't say you came all the way over here just to see little bitty old me. Actually, I was hoping to see Penelope alone. Well, if you ever change your mind, Mr. Filofax... I'll be right over here on this chaise long. Penelope, could I see you alone? Only I do have a matter of rather urgent business to discuss. Oh, Mr. Filofax, I'm afraid that would be quite out of the question today. You see, as well as Major Plumbard, Reverend Tweed and Agatha Kensington... Hello. I also have my Aunt Jane staying with me at present. Ah, yes. So I see. How do you do, ladies? Wonderful ladies. Goodness me, Penelope, there are nine of them. You have... Nine aunts. Such a clever observation. That's right, Mr. Filofax. Just the nine. Where's my blasted sherry? It's coming, Major. Penelope, do you remember the teapot we were talking about? You mean the one that's been in my family for well over a hundred years? Yes, that's the one. You used it at the fete last week. I did. Do you still have it? Only I must see it. It's of the gravest urgency. I want a sherry. Such an impatient. Really, dear? Gormless! Gormless! Goodness, wherever is that girl? Come in, Mrs. Pacu. Where have you been? I had to answer the door to Mr. Filofax myself. I'm so sorry, Mrs. Pacu. I was washing the horses and baking a cake and grooming the chickens and stoking the argus. Gormless! Will you take Mr. Filofax to the kitchen and show him the teapot we used at the village fete last week? And whilst you're there, would you kindly fetch the Major another sherry? Violet. Yes, Mrs. Pico. Right this way, Mr. Fartbox. Filofax. Follow me. I'm so sorry, Aunt. You must think terribly ill of me to host such a chaotic social gathering. Not at all, dear. Ever attentive to the world around us. Always watching. And listening, dear. Keen eyes and cunning minds. That's right, dear. We're just quietly observing. Oh, how kind you are, all so gracious to me. Don't anyone forget, I'm in this little story too. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm still waiting on my sherry. Come on, Major. Here you are. About blasted time. Never seen anything like it in my life. If you were in my platoon, I'd have you stripped of your rank for such tardiness. Oh, they'd never let me in the military, Major, on account that my eyes don't point straight. Goodness, whatever was that? I think someone let one drop. I sincerely hope it wasn't me. Bora Dash and Popcock. That was a gunshot if ever I heard one. Wouldn't you agree, Reverend? Yes, yes, yes. Gosh, no. A gunshot? Major, are you quite sure? Of course I'm sure. Can't fight wars without knowing what a gunshot sounds like. Oh dear, Aunt Jane's, whatever will I do, I feel positively discombobulated. I'd be tempted Ooh, to check yes. this for Mr. Spider-Man. As would any caution, I one tragedy already I don't think I could face the horror. Shocking. Gormless! Yes, Miss Pacu. Would you investigate the kitchen and check on poor Mr. Filofax? And please, please hurry. 
At once, Mrs. Petticoat. Mr. Filofax, miss. He's dead. But how did Mr. Filofax die? Did anyone even mention his first name was Shipton? And what does Agatha Kensington really want? I just want satisfaction. All will be revealed in the thrilling conclusion of Too Many Marples. Coming up right after this. Will the owner of an A-Team van please come to the car park? That's the owner of an A-Team van. Your vehicle has attracted an awful lot of military attention who are now currently blocking the exit. Thank you. We must get to safety. The lava's coming down the mountain and towards the city. Let's take refuge in the temple. No, the lava will burn us. We must flee to the shore. Then what? We'll grab a boat from someone. Come on. People of Pompeii, I, Duke Rengar, have returned from the future to warn you. Vesuvius will erupt in three days. You're a bit late. It's destroying the city already. Oh, bugger. It's this new watch. Sorry, guys. I'll try again. Well, that was odd. Come on. We haven't got time for this. Let's get to the beach. People of Pompeii, I, Duke Grendor, have returned from the future to warn you. Vesuvius will erupt it. Oh, I'm late again, aren't I? You just left. Really sorry. I'll try again. Quick left. People of Pompeii! Don't bother, mate. Run! Too many marbles. Act two, a twisting shock. Oh, Aunt Janes, why ever did you gather us all in the kitchen like this? I simply can't bear to look at poor Mr. Filofax laying on the floor like that. At least I'm closer to the sherry supply. Yes, 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 yes. I wonder how long his body will stay warm. Such Most a curious a question. And perhaps dear. more pertinent than you realise. Fascinating. Well, of course... You were interested in poor Mr. Filofax from the moment he arrived, yeah. weren't you, Agatha? Oh, that's right, yeah. dear, she was. I saw it very as Well, the day I fail to notice a fine man entering the room is the day I turn into one of you. Savage, Savage dear. dear. Such long claws. And a razor sharp. Yet what we say is true. You were keen for him to join you on the chaise long, dear. That's yes. right, dear. We all heard you. Perhaps you recognise him, dear. Have you seen poor Mr. Filofax before, dear? I suppose it's possible I saw him at the village fete. Oh, that's right, Agatha. You were there too. As was, I think, Reverend Tweed. Oh, yes, dear. Absolutely right, dear. He said so himself. Yes. Reverend Tweed gave a speech at the fete, according to poor Mr. Filofax. I heard him say that too, dear. Such sharp minds we have. Uncanny, dear. 
You were at the fete, weren't you, Reverend? Oh, yes, yes. And what about you, Major? Oh, excellent question. Exactly Jane. what I was wondering, yes. too. Dear. As was I. So perceptive. Dear. Eloquently put. I, too, dear. was wondering if the Major attended the fete. Were you there, Major? Did you go to the fete, dear? Well, I may have stopped by for a sherry or two. Just what are you getting at, Aunt James? It seems the village fete provides all. All the links, dear. What was once disconnected slowly binds. Well said, dear. And of course, this is where Penelope used her family teapot. That's correct, dear. Yes. A teapot you would all have seen her holding. A teapot that has been in her family for generations. A teapot poor Mr. Filofax inquired about so urgently today. But where is the teapot now, dear? Why, I I can't seem to see it. Gormless! I'm right here, Mrs. Petticoat. Oh, uh, Help me look for the teapot. It's worth hundreds of pounds. Well, I suspected from the start that the teapot had value. As did I, dear. It was the seriousness of poor Mr. Filofax that started my mind to wonder. Mine too, dear. And the fact that the teapot has history, dear. It's all beginning to come together. That's true. There is always reason when one looks for it, dear. It's all about paying attention. Miss Petticoat. I'm afraid the teapot has gone. Every last bit of it. What in blue blazes? Does anyone want to see me take off my scarf? Oh, yes, yes. But this is simply impossible. Wherever could my precious teapot have gone? Oh, haven't, haven't you, you guessed? I think there really could only be the one explanation. As do I, dear. Me too. Yes. In fact, if you pay closer examination to all of the clues, there most assuredly is only the one place your teapot could be. DJ. In fact, if one rarely thinks about it, all roads in this bizarre mystery can only lead to the one singular destination point. Including the question of who apparently shot poor Mr. Philofax. Precisely, dear. Oh my goodness. Quiet, Gormless. Oh my goodness. Aunt James, are you telling me that whoever shot poor Mr. Philofax is the same person who took my priceless teapot? Well, damn it, our spinsters. Tell us who this vagabond is. Oh, yes, yes. I'm undoing a button now. Reverend Tweed. Oh, yes. You gave a speech at the village, Fate. Right, right. Oh, yes, yes. And what about Agatha Kent? Yes. You seem to have an eye for things that might bring you some degree of gain or recognition. I noticed that too, dear. Indeed, she does. Well said. I agree. It's a blessing and a curse. But given all we've seen unfold today, there really is only the one person who could have committed both acts of atrocity. I agree, dear. No doubt about it. Absolutely. I concur. No argument. We've been paying attention. So, who is it then? Mr. Firefox. Dash it all. I can't hold my breath any longer. Mr. Filofax, whatever is going on, I demand you explain yourself at once. Oh, very well. You see, after I saw you use the teapot at the fete, I did some research and I found out how much it's worth. I knew I simply had to have it. And when I learned you had arranged this social soiree, I decided to gay crash, steal the teapot, pretend to shoot myself, and, in the commotion that followed, I planned to sneak it away and sell your teapot to the highest bidder. And I would have gotten away with it too if it hadn't been for your nine aunts gathering everyone here in the kitchen around me. Here. Here's your damned teapot. Mr. Firefax, I'm simply lost for words. I'm disgusted. If I wasn't so blasted full of sherry, I'd shoot you right now, my damn self. Would anyone like to smell my neck? Oh, yes, yes. What do you think we should do with him, Aunt James? Well, dear, it's such a lovely summer. And you such do have your teapot one, dear, back, isn't dear. it? Wonderful. I suggest we might have cake. Hey, yes. 
Oh, yes, dear. Such a splendid idea. Tea and cake outside in the afternoon sun. I'll open the back door. Tea and cake does sound such tremendous fun. Will you stay, Mr. Firefax? Thank you, Penelope. I'd be delighted. I'll cut some cake. And you can pour me another sherry when you can be bothered. Oh, yes, yes. Mr. Firefax, I've not really been paying attention to what's been going on here, but the chaise long is still vacant if you'd like to join me there sometime. <coughs> Cough drop, dear. Thank you, dear. Will the owner of a Batmobile please come to the car park? That's the owner of a Batmobile. Your car alarm is going off and it's bothering all of Gotham. Thank you. Wurzel's Chocolate We still aren't endorsed by anyone I mean we've tried Some people reply to our emails and some just don't But we've tried And that's the main thing Okay, we're three months ahead of schedule, the album is almost complete, the record company just wants one more song to finish. We then get to spend some time sightseeing around this beautiful city, so thank you so much for this, it's, it's just so nice to work with a true professional. Oh Ian Browdent, you perfect gentleman, what a lovely thing to say, it's been an absolute pleasure working with you, and here we are in Barcelona just begging to be explored. So what do you say Mr Shampoo? Call me Lawrence please Ian. Okay, Lawrence. Shall we do this? One last song. God, yes, I have the perfect number. Okay, well, let's go for a take. Same setup as the others, piano in the middle of the room, mic above, and backing to be added later, yes? Well, Ian, that sounds lovely, but I've had a different idea for this last track. I'll play the acoustic guitar. Okay, well, that sounds great, Lawrence. You can go ahead and play into the mics on the left. Headphones are on the desk. Yes, yes, this is it. This is the album that's going to make me. Come on, Lawrence, just one more song. Oh, Ian. Ah, uh, yes, Lawrence. Not a big thing, and don't think too much about it. Okay. Delete the backing track, drum and bass. I, w I won't need them. Okay. Um, well, you're the boss. Uh, it might sound a little empty. It'll be fine. Thanks, Ian. No problem. Oh, Ian. Lawrence. Not a big thing. Don't think too much about it. Okay. Burn the master tapes of the album. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, good one, Lawrence. Look, I'm paying you top dollar for this, Ian. Burn the master tapes, record this song for me. Send this to the paymasters at the record company. From now on, I only want to be known for this song and this song only. Uh, I'm not sure this is a good idea, Lawrence. Um, this album has some of your best work ever. I hate it, Ian. I hate it. Some of these songs are top ten hits, Lawrence. I tell you what, why don't I just keep them in the safe for the time being, eh? Just do it. I can't. This is my career, Lawrence. This is my big break. Okay, if you put it that way. You could have at least taken it outside, Ian. La 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 You ready now? My whole career has been heading to this song, and this song only. From now on... I want to be known as the Birdman from Barcelona. Okay, fine. At least it can only kill my career, not my body. Okay, we're rolling. He loves the parrots in Paris. Coots from Columbia. Sparrows from Spain. And herons from Heron's Gate. He loves starlings from Stalingrad. 
He loves Bugly Portuguese partridge, cross Canadian capacities, but he was from Quasar and nowhere else. And sexy kingfishes from South Korea, saddle Sudanese swans winning Saigon. Palestinian or Pakistani panic pad white tails Racy Russian red flags formerly from Rwanda Monstrous Moroccan or Mongolian magpies in the marshes or meadows He loves birds and countries and alliteration And he loves birds and countries and alliteration But he hates it when he's quotes on Wikipedia Gigantic, greedy, kidney foul in Germany or Guatemala. Vicious, vegan vultures in Vietnam or Venezuela. All dogs of Michelle Lowe's living out in Oman. Oh man, oh man, oh my lord. Mentally moonwalking to Mozart. And that's the number one record. You've heard of the Pink Poundian? Well, I'm after the lucrative ornithology market, the Feather Pound. I never thought I'd say this, but I really miss Stella. You've been listening to Cat Noir. This episode was written, performed, recorded and produced by Kevin Chilvers and Matt Sanders, with editing by Gary the Trainee, sound engineer, and the guest announcer was me. If you have been affected by any of the issues raised in this episode, then please seek immediate medical attention or follow us on Instagram at Cat Noir Podcast. The Cat Noir Podcast is sponsored by zapsplat.com. It's where we get nearly all of our sound effects from. Join us next time for more of this. Are you tired of those same dank bathroom smells getting you down? then stop using it. Seriously, that's why you've got neighbours. If you just use theirs, then yours will be the best-smelling bathroom in town. Trust me.